0: Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Andrew and with me is Nicolette. And today, on today's episode, we are going to talk about uh, North Korea, in particular, North Korean prisons and prisoners. But before we get to today's topic, uh, we did want to address something that happened this week. If you you may have heard about it on the news, on Sunday, June 5th, uh, there was an attack at a church in southwestern Nigeria uh, where gunmen attacked the church, killing an estimated 50 people. This is incredibly sad news. We do know that Nigeria is the most violent place on earth for Christians, and, and this is just another terrible story about what is happening to our brothers and sisters uh, in that country. As of right now, no one has claimed responsibility for the attack. This is a uh, something that we want to pray for. And, and so before we get into today's episode, I'm just going to stop and pray uh, for our brothers and sisters uh, who have lost loved ones uh, in this horror, horrific attack. Father God, we lift up to you our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. God, we think specifically uh, of the members of St. Francis Church. God, we Think of those who have lost loved ones. God, we ask that in this moment, you would comfort them, that you would be with them, that they would know your presence with them. Father God, we think of uh, all of those uh, in the community who are shaken up by this. God, who fear. God, the Christians in general in the country who have greater reason to fear as more attacks continue to happen. God, we ask that you would protect your church, protect your children. Father God, in Nigeria, God, we ask that the government would step up and protect its citizens. Father God, we ask that you would do uh, something. God, we plead and, and we ask for your protection. God, you understand why this has happened. God, and we ask that in through this, that your name would somehow be glorified, that somehow those who have committed this heinous act would uh, be convicted. God, and they they would, turn their lives over to Jesus. God, we ask that you would strengthen families and and encourage families, even in this most difficult time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for taking the time to pray along with us. And uh, we ask that you continue to keep our brothers and sisters in Nigeria in prayer um, during this really difficult time. Just last week, we introduced our uh, campaign, One with Them, which uh, focuses, uh, focuses on Christian captives. Our goal with One with Them is to see Canadian Christians supporting their brothers and sisters who share our faith, but not our freedom. Now, captivity takes different forms in different places, including anything from kidnapping to forced marriage. But the form of captivity that may come to mind first is imprisonment. Imprisonment is a significant threat for Christians in certain countries on the world watch list. In some countries, persecution comes more through social pressure or family pressure. But in nations where Christianity is actually illegal, imprisonment for one's faith becomes a reality. And there's no better or worse example of this than in North Korea.
0: Now, we've talked about North Korea a lot on the podcast. Its official religion is the worship of the Supreme Leader, and any other kind of religion is illegal, even owning owning a Bible is a criminal act. But today, we're going to look a little deeper at imprisonment in North Korea, including the different types of imprisonment and some specific names that we can be praying for. Now, prisons in North Korea fall into one of three categories, detention centers, re-education camps and political labor camps. So let's take a look at each one.
1: Detention centers are where most prisoners are first sent after being arrested. Prisoners are interrogated and tortured. We have a testimony from a former North Korean prisoner who we'll call Hannah. She remembers her time in one of these centers and said, They beat us so harshly. When there was no interrogation, we had to kneel in our cells from 5 a.m. to 12 p.m. and not speak. We didn't receive any food or water, and were not able to sleep.
0: Then there's re-education camps. This is where prisoners are usually sent if they are not considered to be political prisoners. Conditions are poor, uh, but prisoners will usually be sent to a camp close to where they're from so their families can bring them food and clothes. The prisoners will be put to work in the day and then forced to attend re-education classes at night learning about North Korean ideology and the teachings of Kim Il-sung. The work is exhausting and and can be very dangerous. If they are sent to work in a mine, for example, they may not survive. But the prisoners here are sentenced to a certain number of years in the camp, and if they survive, they will be allowed to leave as they have been suitably, quote, re-educated.
1: Lee Woo was sent to a camp like this. She recalls her daily routine. 5 a.m., wake up. 5.30 5.30 a.m., roll call in the barracks. She says, we lined up with our heads bowed until we were all accounted for. Then there was some time to wash ourselves. 6 a.m., breakfast. She says, we queued up again and slowly moved through the barracks where the food was distributed. This took a lot of time. We only got a small cup full of rice, maybe about two or three spoons in total.
0: 8 a.m.? March to the outside camp, to the countryside where we would go do agricultural work until lunchtime. There was no break. Prisoners have no right to rest. 12 noon to the camp. Lunch, walk back to the fields about the same amount of food as during breakfast and dinner.
1: 2 p.m. back to work. 6 p.m. walk back to the camp for a criticism session. She says we had to criticize each other and ourselves about all the things we did wrong that day. After that after that dinner. eight PM ideological training. The hardest part of the day, she says. We were hungry and weary, our eyes fell closed, but we had to stay awake and pay attention or we would be punished. nine thirty PM counting of the prisoners. ten PM go to bed.
0: This is what she said. Every day was like torture. People were dying and their corpses were burnt. The guards scattered the ashes over the road. We walked the road every day, and each time I thought, one day the other prisoners will walk over me. Thankfully, her premonition did not come true, and she was eventually able to escape from the prison and from North Korea.
1: Lastly, there are political labor camps. These are reserved for those who have committed the most serious crimes and are considered enemies of the state. This can include Christians and anyone else who dares to question the authority of the ruling Kim family. There are no re-education classes here. These people are considered too far gone to re-educate. There is no escape from these camps. Prisoners are worked to the bone. Then, when they can no longer work, they are executed. These prisoners are also sometimes used in experiments. For reasons you can imagine, we don't have stories of prisoners from these camps. A 2014 report
0: by the UN estimated that there were between 80,000 and 120,000 political prisoners being held in labor camps in North Korea, though there could be up to 200,000. Open Doors estimates that among these, there are between 50 to 70,000 Christians in prison for daring to believe that Jesus is a higher authority than the nation's leader, Kim Jong Un. Of those estimated 50,000 to 70,000 Christians, Most of them will remain completely unnamed to us. We will never know their names, even though they are in our prayers. And we encourage you to be praying for them daily. Uh, But we do know the name of a few South Korean believers who are being held in prison in North Korea. And we want to share their names with you today so you can also be praying for them. The first one is Kim Jong-wook. Uh, He's a Baptist missionary who ran underground churches and shelters for North Koreans in China and also helped North Koreans get to South Korea. He was arrested in 2013 and sentenced to life of hard labor in 2014. And mid 2020 reports emerged that Kim Jong-wook's health situation has deteriorated because of hard work, malnutrition, and possibly torture. There's
1: also Kim kuk a Christian missionary who ran a shelter in China for North Korean defectors, and Choi Chun-kil, another Christian missionary, both were arrested and accused of conducting religious propaganda against North Korea and, and sentenced to a life of hard labor in 2015. Mid-2020 reports emerged that Kim Cookie's health situation has deteriorated because of hard work, malnutrition, and possibly torture. Ko Hyun-chol.
0: A North Korean defector who has gained South Korean citizenship and became a missionary uh, was accused of plotting to kidnap North Korean children who would be sold for adoption in other countries. Uh, he was sentenced to a life of hard labor in 2016.
1: Kim won ho another North Korean defector who had become a South Korean citizen and a missionary, was abducted in China in March 2016.
0: Uh, While these prisoners have been accused of various crimes, the true reason for their arrests and sometimes abduction from China is likely to be that they were known to be helping North Korean defectors. They may have been taken in the hopes of getting information out of them about their networks or as a warning to others.
1: It's hard to know exactly how these prisoners may be treated. Given that they are unlikely to ever leave North Korea, they may face the same horrific treatments that imprisoned North Koreans face including torture, labor camps, and possible execution. On the other hand, they may have knowledge that North Korea would wish to use when training their spies. If they are willing to cooperate with the North Korean authorities, they may be treated less harshly.
0: During one with them, our goal is to see Canadian Christians praying for our brothers and sisters in captivity. Hopefully, learning about North Korea, as sad as it is, will help paint a picture of the severity of this reality. We've gone over some names of prisoners now, but there are also tens of thousands of prisoners whose names we don't know, but God does. And so we want to pray. Let's pray about the uh, South Korean prisoners that we know about, as well as those that we don't know about. Let's pray that somehow, even in the darkest places on earth, they will know God's love and presence.
1: We also want to pray for the international efforts to negotiate between North and South Korea and that change would come to North Korea and also for the protection of North Korean def- defectors working in China. We want to ask God to give them wisdom and blind the eyes of those looking to harm them. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, today we lift before you our brothers and sisters in North Korea that um, face such treacherous, exhausting, horrible conditions and just reading um, the things that they go through, um, it's easy to feel helpless, but God, um, we know that you see them and we know that you are not helpless, that you um, you hold their lives in your hand and that you um, you are the, the guarder of their lives. And we just ask that you would be present with each one of our brothers and sisters in North Korea today. I pray that they would feel your presence, that they would draw strength from you, God, that they would have peace that doesn't make sense, but that um, that just gives them hope and, and allows them to keep going, God. I pray that they would feel encouraged by the time that they spend in your presence, that um, they would feel um, you walking with them as they go about their days, that they would feel um, love and care and um, that they would feel that they're valued in your presence, even if they're not valued um, by their country. I pray that, um, you would be with each one, God. Um, I pray that, that things would change, um, in North Korea, God. I pray for ne- negotiations between North and South Korea, God, that, um, the authorities of North Korea would, uh, change their ways, um, that they would treat their citizens, um, with, uh, regard for human life, even if they disagree with Um, their religious beliefs. We pray that um, freedom of religion would reach North Korea. We also pray for those that have um, defected from North Korea, that have escaped and that are now living in China. God, I pray that you would protect them, that um, they would not um, walk around in fear, but that um, they would be able to have a new life and um, that they would be able to um, heal from the trauma that they've experienced and, um, to, uh, be able to have families and, um, uh, that they would, uh, be safe and protected and that, um, you would protect them from harm's way. That if there's any plan of attack or abduction, God, that those plans would not take place and that, um, um, those that have escaped would get to experience freedom and, um, and that they would be healed from their experiences Um, we lift these things before you today and just ask that you would have your hand over the situation and um, in Jesus name I pray Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast if you want to stay up to date with the latest news uh, from our persecuted family follow us on social at Open Doors Canada or visit our website uh, opendoorscanada.org and check out our blog thanks so much again for listening God bless we'll see you next week thanks for listening to today's episode your prayers are strengthening Christians where faith costs the most you can always find more ways to pray at our website opendoorscanada.org or by following us on social media at opendoorscanada